0: Hey everyone! Coming up next, I'm going to have a chat with my idol, Annie Lee. I can hear her getting all uh, embarrassed because <laughs> she's um, she is a brilliant and also humble woman. So brace yourselves for Annie Lee. Thank you so much for being with me here today, Annie. It's really awesome to be able to tap you as a resource and share your knowledge with my listeners because, as you know, this is an audio platform. Yes. And one thing that we are really trying to do is capture people's attention and keep it. And what a lot of people do is thumb through segments so it sort of looks like they're listening to your station but it can be hard to know and it could be hard Mm. to know how to keep people engaged Mm. using you know when you're just using voice and I was wondering if you had any tips for my listeners about how to be more engaging with your voice and how to get people to listen to you for longer
1: that's a great question they're great questions Louise I'd say well you know the first thing that would come to mind is that to be passionate about what you're talking about. So choose subjects that you're passionate about and act as if you've got someone in the room that you're communicating with, so you're directly communicating with the one-on-one person, even though they might be millions of listeners, um, and hopefully they are, (laughs) that you're actually wanting to, to really get them enthused about what you're saying. So when you're speaking, it's you're enthusiastic about it, you're passionate about it, then they will feel that passion in you and want to know what you're talking about, want to understand it. And i mean, you speaking about something, a subject too, that has a mystery around it. You can also, of course, be mysterious in the way that you... You can have a bit of mystery around the way you're yeah. speaking it, a bit of suspense. But so it's basically... When we we get a piece of paper in front of us and we're going to read a segment that we've written, it's sometimes very difficult because we're thinking, oh, I've got to get this right. I have to, you know, everyone's going to be listening to me. I've got to sound right. I've got to communicate it right. And the very act of worrying about that and trying to get it right stops us relaxing and putting it over in a relaxed, fun, passionate way. And so what we really need to do first is Find our own passions. The link that we have with our own passions with what we're going to say. So, why are we saying what we're saying? Number one, why are we saying it? What do we want to get out of? What do we want to get out of this communication? If some, and imagine if someone was in the room with you, what would you want to see in their eyes when you speak to them? What would you want response from them? And know that when you're speaking on radio, you're looking for response, even though it's you're not going to hear it it's out there and it's mm-hmm. happening and know that it's happening and feel it while you're speaking that you're getting that response yeah that you want the response you want and then it will help you speak in the way you want to speak and give it you know out uh, in the right I, way i was
0: just thinking and um that people also a lot of people do things off the cuff as well as, as well as scripted yeah. but, uh, but the stuff you're saying is still relevant um Uh, I feel that personally with my station, um, I feel like I'm talking to people more when um, I've got engagement because we get call-ins from people. And um, something that you picked up, which was great, is that I didn't say thank you in a really touching call-in from somebody. And so maybe um, this could be a nice little just in terms of like Uh, you know, craft and engaging people and and getting that audience feedback because the call-ins are a great way of connecting with people. Um, Do you have any advice about how to, like, how to be a good, I don't know, person for fans how to be a good artist you know oh, like I, I,
1: have, I do have advice on that and it, it's uh, you know I've found over the years through experience it gro- your audience grows when you really connect with them and you appreciate them and so that response you're talking about that you might have you know accidentally forgotten to <laughs> yeah. give. Uh, it was very important it is really important yes. because you want to nurture your listeners yes. you need to nurture that group of listeners yes. and then it will grow and um, you know judging from when we're performing uh, after performances we always meet our fans and we talk to them and we write to them when they write to us we write back we answer mm-hmm. them and um it 's the same on radio, you want to um, you know acknowledge appreciation you get any appreciation you get from your audience or any questions you have you want to nurture those people and, and that uh, help them in any way you can and if you 're perceived as kind, helpful, and responsive they 're going to want to come back to you, you know especially speaking of a talk back situation you know and of course, when we 're talking about voice too and one thing I wanted to say before was it does really connect when you do have passion behind what you're saying and know why you're saying it and what you want it will connect with the words and your voice will follow you'll find that it's linked strong voice you know
0: I wanted to go over into some of the voice work that you and I did, Annie, and what really worked for me was that you were less focused on getting the right note and more focused on embodying the story and and also being more embodied, like in my body when I sang. And I found that to be very significant in changing the quality of my voice I used to have much more of a head voice, and now I feel I can, you know, do much more deep resonant sounds. So I was wondering if you could share a little bit, some, just a few thoughts about, you know, about that work that we did together and your philosophy on all of that.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's all about connecting with the story of what you're going to say, and if and when you know what it is you're communicating then the voice does a lot of the work itself as far as connecting with your intention so the sound is, is centered. You know, so we all know what sometimes that we've heard radio announcers or performers that aren't centered and are nervous about their performance or are thinking about something else we can tell in their voice.
0: They sound kind of either fake or just somehow and not just, agitating to yeah, listen to. And listen
1: sometimes to. the sound is thin it's because it's not coming it's not connected to the chest sound down in our solar plexus is where that conviction comes right down in our chest our heart and we need and then when the sound is not connected there it comes from the head sometimes and it comes from the nose or it comes it's not it's not it's nasal it's sometimes or it's not or it's just thin or it's a head sound it's not connected Wise. I'm not saying you can't fake it, but it, it, this is what can, happens a lot. So when you are connected with what you're saying and you're passionate about the story, you know then you your voice will do a lot you you'll be connected to quite a lot in the voice anyway And you'll from, you'll
0: sound good like the yeah. the quality that you're looking for in terms of maybe mm. pitch or you know yeah. whatever it is yeah. you'll find that but you're also saying mm. before that it's um, you're saying a percentage like you're 70% there if you've got the passion but mm. there is still the 30% yeah. of technique and mm. so just briefly because we only have like a couple of minutes yes. left Could you maybe give people a heads up about some of the better techniques to search for if they want to learn?
1: Mm, yeah, well, yeah, as I said, sounding convincing is the word we're, we're talking mm-hmm. about, and yes, that will help you sound convincing. Then if you want to have a more rounded voice so that it is really lovely on the ear, um, then you can, you can choose to, and, you, and you're not happy with the way you sound, then you can choose to do articulation exercises, you can do a lot of breathing work will really help you ground that voice. And exploring sound, the body for different resonances and sounds with the voice, doing exercises that actually awaken. We, we all get into habits of speaking the way we speak because of the way we've, you know, conditioning, and so basically as we've grown up. And the more we release those those blocks and tensions that we have around our voice and around our you know shoulders and around our bodies, we actually release the voice and we can power it with the breath and then when we explore the different resonances available to us in voice work, we can actually tap into using different sounds, uh, creating, using in one word different sounds to describe the word. We can mm-hmm. So there's, a, there's no end to ex- the exploration and tools we can gather if we start to open up to voice work and exploring with resonance, articulation, with breath work, with um, just basically exercising every day (laughs)
0: absolutely and and the two things that i share with people the most that you taught me are um the six-sided box breathing technique and the vocal resonance technique so we have one minute left what do you reckon do you reckon you could describe one of them to our listeners like the six-sided box
1: breathing well, the six-sided box is a, a Kristen Linklater uh, exercise and it's basically, it, it's, it's a bit difficult to describe it in such a quick time, but yeah. it's basically looking at the the chest uh, area and the, the, the breathing apparatus and the diaphragm like a box inside so that... The, the the box has fronts. The front of your body is one side. The back is one side. The sides of your body, and then the top becomes the neck, and the bottom becomes you know, below, basically in your groin. And so you think you're breathing a... into that box as a whole and stretching out different sides. And when you stretch out the sides, you find you get more elasticity in the rib cage. And this is just a very crude, quick way yes, of telling you. Yes, but
0: that was but, wonderful. Yeah, muscle, Thank muscle, you, Annie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I caught you a bit on the fly with the six sided box because it 's a lot more complicated to describe but it it is um yeah i the thing that I think about most is where you describe to me the um, with, with the box so you 've got the six sides of the box, and so you 've got the top of the box and the bottom of the box, the sides of the box are like the size of your ribs, and the the front of the box is the front of your body as you can imagine, so you fill stretch it up and fill it up, but the thing that I really like the most is the visualization of the pressure, like a slight yeah. bit of pressure on the sides of the box as you're letting out your breath. Because yes. i found of all the breathing exercises of slowing down the breath, this has definitely been the best one I've ever used. And it's the only one, actually, that's ever worked for me. Mm. And it's a really good grounding exercise as well, I'd like to let my listeners know. So now that we've got a bit more time, would you be willing to describe to... And that was Linklater, you were saying? Yes, yeah,
1: I, I recommend that um, Kristen Linklater's Freeing the Natural Voice. It's a wonderful book. If you want to develop your voice, it's really the Bible of that. And um, uh, basically the six-sided box is a very powerful exercise in there. The mm. way you are actually... your imagination. With your imagination, you are breathing. You are also breathing in... Uh, physically but you're also using your imagination uh, which helps you relax the muscles to bring in the amount of breath you need to fill up that space and then when you're breathing out you're directing it into uh, isolating at times different Mm. sides of the box where for example if you're breathing it out to the right side of of your the right side of the box you're actually pushing out the right side of your rib cage therefore stretching out the muscles between the ribs and creating more space what we want to do when we've got long pa- passages of text is be able to take a breath in quickly but enough breath to be able to say the next phrase or the next sentence with power with passion as long without taking a di- another stopping for another breath you know the thought should the breath should end where the thought ends, not because we've run out of breath, right? Well that's a so great point. So we want to, the, to be the, able to the yeah. breath
0: should end where the thought ends, listener yeah. listeners, that that is something to turn over
1: in your minds. That's something I'm going to turn over in my mind. Yeah, <laughs> so, so basically this exercise helps you basically become more elastic in your diaphragm and, and your ribcage so that therefore you can take in more breath at once when you breathe in and also helps you relax because when you've got good breathing going on and you've relaxed your muscles in, uh, in your ribcage and you've waken, awakened the muscles around in your chest and your rib cage and your back you can relax more the top of your shoulders that, that interfere with your voice Then and, and mm-hmm. remember that the throat's job is to get out of the way you just think don't think of creating the sound in your throat think of creating the sound with your breath that's what like a bellows it goes through your throat and vibrates the vocal cords and that's how you make the sound so you just therefore get your mind out of stress around the the voice at the top and the shoulders up relax all that just exercise those those chest muscles so they're more elastic and so we can take in breath in a large way and we can let it out in a in a slow way so a controlled way um and this is how you do it just basically exercising those muscles by taking in long breaths thinking of directing them into the box and then allowing those sides of the box to stretch stretch out on the way out. You
0: know. Something you said before about imagination and um, the vocal resonance work was very much about imagination. You were getting me to visualise it coming out like through my chest or through my, my back or through my legs. And so... That's a different exercise? Yes, that yes. is. Vocal <laughs> resonance is a different, the different yes. exercise. And um, I would really, even though any does not have enough time to describe it I just wanted to say that that's very much also about imagination as well and I found that to be incredibly useful so mm-hmm. I just wanted to say Annie thank you so much for everything that you've taught me thank you for sharing some of that knowledge with my listeners today um, if you want to check out Annie's work uh, what's do you
1: have a project coming up next? Yeah, I've just finished it. 36 show tour so I'm going to have a rest first and then I'm going to get into writing a a new show so yeah so I've got lots of lots of ideas on the horizon and some more work next year so always a lot
0: of irons in the fire this lady but google um the Kransky sisters and have yourself a good chuckle because these guys are awesome